Welcome to Couch to Coached, a weekly podcast with me, Rob, an aspiring runner whose favourite place is being comfy on the couch. And me, Ben, a UK Athletics accredited running coach. Follow us as we try to turn Rob from Couch to Coached. And we are live. Again. Again. Episode 30. Episode thirty. Are we going to let the listeners into the secret that this is coming to them from an (laughs) uh, and a different universe? What's more, parallel universe, uh, Spider-Man parallel universe, multiverse. (laughs) So this has been done literally a couple of hours, a couple a couple hours later than the episode from last week. So it's the twenty (laughs) second of the sixth. Uh, because Ben's yeah. on holiday. Actually, Rob, now Rob's Ben about, is on holiday. Rob's um, about to confuse everyone like he did with his five k <laughs> times a few months back. So it's now the twenty. It's now the twenty sixth, but it's the twenty second. Now we did this two hours earlier. <laughs> but you're on holiday. You should I be am. here. I am in sunny Greece, Rob. Um, yeah. I'm sitting by the swimming pool, having a cocktail. The the, the girl has left me to it for two hours to have some yeah. peace and quiet on a sun lounger by myself, so I could talk to you. That can't happen. That'll never happen. No, and then I'm not. going to. I'm Daddy, going. To I Dublin. want a nice lolly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm going to Dublin tomorrow on a stag do. Actually, tomorrow or no, no, no. Next week tomorrow. Yeah, week tomorrow. Confusing <laughs> <laughs> <using> myself. <laughs> and it's it was if we're doing this, and so this episode is recorded on the 29th. It was my birthday two days ago. Oh yeah, yeah. So there we, it's it's all happening. We don't we don't actually know what go, what date is it. So on? you're you're on holiday for your birthday then. Holiday for my birthday, the twenty seventh, June the twenty seventh. Yeah, I'll be oh, turning twenty five. Twenty. Yeah. All right. I'm not that confused. <laughs> <laughs> this show's coming to you from uh, eleven years ago. <laughs> <laughs> So we are doing a, a very special episode because, like I say, Ben's on holiday. So we thought we'd just get something in the bag, um, answer a couple of qu- questions that we've got. Um, I guess we've got a backlog of questions, haven't we? Yeah, we have. We've got we've only got a few backlog, but we've got a backlog of questions. So we thought we'd get get rid of them, and then we can have some new questions from you guys. So if you have got any questions, we ask every week, oh. and I'm going to ask again. Uh, please do send your mess your questions in uh, via Instagram either to Couch Coached or Ben Russell Fitness or Rob Solito or by your email at couch 2 outlookcom by TikTok, Facebook, Twitter, uh, anywhere. We've been so, retweeted by a part room, by the way. I know, I saw that. Boom. We're making strides, eh? Mm. Yeah. So about five weeks ago, Rob was threatening new listeners for questions. <laughs> now we've got a backlog and we're trying to get rid of them. And, now <laughs> and then in a week's time, he's going to be begging you and threatening you for more. <laughs> yeah, that's how it works. That's how this works. Oh, so shall we go into it? Yeah, come on. So the first question is from your mate Morgan. Um, so he's asked, want to know you two's favourite running snacks and go-to meal after a long run. I'll let you answer this first because we've had dis- we had a discussion off air and it's not I wouldn't specifically say it's around nutrition because we're not nutritionalists we aren't experts in this I suppose what Morgan is asking is just what do we like to eat I think on a race if we're going to eat anything yeah. and then what do we like to eat after a race or after a run not just a race yeah, it's a good Sorry. question. And I think it's individual to everybody, isn't it? Mm. 
I think before we go into the question from Morgan, I just want to give Morgan a shout out, to be fair. Uh, Morgan is um, Tomo Runs on Instagram. He's a, a young lad. He's relatively inexperienced in his own words in terms of racing. Um, but he's just run Leeds 10k. Mm, I saw that. In a staggering time of 35 minutes and 28 seconds. Absolutely phenomenal. He's been running for probably around about 12 to 18 months. His first marathon was a sub three. And he's got... Some, Make me sick, Morgan. <laughs> Make him sick. He's, yeah, he's um he's in the Royal Air Force. Um, so go and check him out on Instagram. He's got some uh, fantastic running times. But he's one, one lad that is very, very dedicated. He's been out in Cyprus recently um, doing a tour. And we moan about the heat here. I can imagine yeah. running in that Cypriot heat is and absolutely it, it just, a nightmare. It, he has not stopped. He's not no. missed a beat. So one thing that Morgan can show everybody is that consistency, hard work and dedication does pay off. Mm. Um, and we're excited to see what more he can do under my coaching. Um, but he is the one putting in the hard work. Um, so to answer his question, uh, should we do evening before a race, mm-hmm. breakfast and then post? Yes. Yeah. yeah. So evening before a race, I'm not someone that's very superstitious. So I don't have a set go-to meal. But what I do say to people that are coach is that I don't believe you need to shovel down buckets of pasta. <laughs> that's the that's the old adage, isn't it? That's Carb what people load. always think. Carb. Let's get loads of let's get last-minute carbs in. Yeah, I think the work on carb loading is done in the days and the week before mm. the race, and that yeah. is making sure that you are sensibly eating balanced meals and that your meals are having a portion of carbohydrates and if you're snacking through the week get some carbohydrate rich snacks in so things like nuts carbs and fats um you know just snacking on things like that um make sure that you are eating a good meal the night before i like pizza Mm. i think pizza the carbs come from the base. You obviously get some fat in there, which is good as well because you need fat from the cheese or whatever. You can add vegetables to it. You get a bit of meat with your protein or if you're vegetarian, you can add other vegetarian alternatives to protein, <laughs> whatever that might be. To be fair, I normally have pasta and I, and I, and I always say, because my, fa- my favourite meal of all time is spaghetti bolognese oh. and yeah I love spaghetti bolognese and Laura my fiance wife to be in January uh, makes the most amazing spaghetti bolognese does she? she isn't a massive fan of it um, but I absolutely love it she so makes normally, it just for you? well she has it as well but yeah if I if if, if it's a, if it's a, if it's like a big race or something so like normally before Potter's off like this year I would have had spaghetti bolognese and she was all set for, for, for make it but because football was on Champions League, Champions League winners. Who won it? Um, I can't remember. I think it would have been Manchester City. Um, I'm not going to start singing. I'm going to start singing then. But I had pizza instead because I thought, I, I remember you telling me about pizza. And I thought, well, it's an easy snack. I had a mate round, come watch football with the me. The pizza's a snack. 
Well, they're not a snack. It's a meal. I know it's a meal. I know, it's I know you're nearly seven foot tall, Rob, but you don't <laughs> a snack, mate. <laughs> Mikey, my mate, who listens to the show, he came round to watch football with me. Mikey, how many slices did he let you have for that pizza? <laughs> we all had enough. We all, I had the kids as well, so it was easy just to make loads of pizza, so we had a few pizzas. Uh, so I, I thought that, and I, again... I felt it was enough on the race. Um, I think it's something which it it's a safe bet, really. Yeah. My concern with anything is that if you're eating something that you don't know how your body's going to react to, it's a risk. Yeah. And I think a pizza is a nice safe bet because most people eat pizza, vegetarian, vegan, meat eaters. They eat pizza. They can stomach pizza. Mm. It's got everything you need, carbs, fats, proteins. I think you can probably safely say it's going to fuel you for the race but it is a very yeah. individual it is a very unique thing fueling for races but i think pizza's the go-to spaghetti bolognese is a good shout yeah i any any time any meal that even breakfast that has spaghetti bolognese probably not breakfast but i do like spag a bit, a bit, a bit of spag ball so if we talk about breakfast before races i'm i'm a little bit um mm-hmm. disappointed with morgan to be honest with you I've picked him up at the start because if he's an avid listener of this show, he knows that Rob Silito has Weetabix, <laughs> honey, and a splash of milk. There you go. Exactly. Exactly. I've answered for Rob Morgan. <laughs> you should listen to episodes, I don't know, six, seven, nine, ten. Yeah, yeah probably. probably yeah. <laughs> Rob's just waiting to be sponsored by Weetabix. <laughs> if you are listening, Weetabix, uh, get in touch. More than happy to be sponsored by yourself. But would that be your go to breakfast? It is, isn't it? It is. Yeah, it, it, it is my go to breakfast. I don't normally have it. All the time. I have it before races uh, and before I go on long runs or anything. So like on Sunday, I'll have it before I go out on a long run. Um, two two Weetabix, like I say. Splash of skimmed milk and and some honey over the top. Even when you did London Marathon and your, your relatives you've not seen in ages, send yeah. them to the shop. I'm only coming if you get me the Weetabix. Yeah, exactly. And they've got to be Weetabix. It can't be the cheap brand Weetabix. They've got to be Weetabix. <laughs> no offence to the cheap brand Weetabix. No, no offence to the cheap brand. If you want to sponsor the podcast, let me know. <laughs> um, and what, what's the reasoning behind that then? Is it just something you went know. to and you feel good with it or what? Yeah, yeah I think... I think it... <laughs> I can't remember. I was, I was, I saw something on Facebook, and people were talking. And I was, when I was training for London, uh, and people were talking about what they have. People are like bagels or toast, Ken peanut Rushton. butter on Loves yeah, his toast and jam. Yeah, peanut butter on toast and things because you've got that, uh, you've got that protein and, and the carbs and everything. But I just saw somebody saying Weetabix was really good, and I, I like Weetabix. Don't get me wrong. And I, I used to eat Weetabix, and, and it was really nice and. It just sat well on my stomach. As long as I don't have too much milk, it just sits well on my stomach. Yeah. I had been thinking about potentially changing it, but I thought, well, if it's working, why change it? Don't change it. No, I know. Stick I'm not, it. I, I, I nearly did before. I don't know. What was I doing? I did a race a couple of weeks ago, and I thought, I've got bagels in. I quite like I like, I like bagels. Bagels and ham and egg, or bacon and egg. Uh, but I thought, I'll just, I'll just stick to my Weetabix. Stick with I what did. you know before a race. Yeah. I mean, I'm not a fan of a cold breakfast, like cereal and stuff. I struggle to get cereal down, especially if it's early morning before a race. I find it a bit of a chore. So I do go for the toast. Um, whole grain toast, granary toast, if I've got a bit of toast in. Um, yeah. I like a nice thick cut bread. Bit of butter. Not a lot. Yeah. Peanut butter. Do you have peanut butter? The secret ingredient, peanut butter on one, Nutella on the other. 
So I do quite like peanut butter and Nutella, and I sometimes put a bit of honey on if there's a bit there, like. Yeah. It's good source of energy, I think. Mm. Seems to. Work. I can't. I can't have nuts. That's the problem because Laura's allergic to nuts, so I can't have them in the house. So I can't, I don't, I'm never. I must admit, I'm never like peanut butter, but I love. I used to love Nutella. Mm. I haven't had it for for years. That's dedication for you, isn't it? Eh? Because my partner loved one. I don't wonder about an anaphylactic shock. <laughs> I don't eat Nutella anymore. It's <laughs> very good of you, Rob. I know. I've taken one for the team there. This is why she makes your bolognese when you need it, because you're, yeah, you're a yeah. good partner. <laughs> um, post-race? Go on, you go first. Um, Mine changes, though. Post-race, it's got to be a pint of beer Moretti. <laughs> That's a good snack. Um, it's full of carbs. Yeah, it's good for reloading. No, I, again, I'm not someone. This is terrible for a running coach. I'm not someone that is always like I need to have this afterwards. Mm. And sometimes I go with just normally what's in the goodie bag if there's a goodie bag. Yeah, you know, there's normally something because the kids are there. I'm normally nibbling on the kids' snacks or something. Yeah. but yeah. I do like a nice. Um, Sit down meal if the race is on a Sunday, you can't beat something like a roast dinner. Oh, roast dinner, yeah. But I mean, we went out after uh, mm, Old Soldier crew. crew, was it crew? Yeah, crew 10k. It was crew 10k. <laughs> we did stand corrected and we went for a nice roast dinner. We did, and it was lovely as well, wasn't it? Really nice. I did that. Was it last week? Yeah, last before after Potter's off, I went out for a, a roast dinner uh, with the family. Straight after, well, a couple of hours after. But I must admit, the one thing that I really, I found really helped after Wilmslow 10K last year, they were giving flapjacks out. And I'm not a massive fan of flapjacks, I must, I must admit, but I, I really enjoyed it. Um, and I thought that really gave me that energy boost after. A bottle of water, a banana, and a flapjack. So I found them really, really helped. So after London, I can remember getting myself a flapjack at the, at the expedition. Mm. Um, so I got myself a flapjack for after, put it in my bag. It was all crumbled up and everything, but I still ate it. But yeah, well, apparently there's, there's, there's a couple of things that people can have. Like a, a full-fat full Coke, I was recommended after doing uh, the marathon. Uh, the, yeah. They call it the Red, the red Ambulance. Uh, Coca-Cola, if you want to sponsor the podcast, let us know. Sugar content. Yeah, so I had that, and, and that really picked me up as well. So, and that was after a marathon, but they had flapjacks there as well. So I had flapjacks. But yeah, that's that's what. But like I say, it changes changes depending on what I've got in, or if yeah. I'm going out for a meal. Um, sometimes I don't have anything immediately immediately after. I wait until later on. Uh, it depends on the race as well. Depends how far I've run. I mean, I think it's it's one of those, isn't it? It's a, I've said it again already in this question. It is very unique. You've just got to go with what you feel is right for you. One thing we can recommend for fueling during a race is Protein Rebel Maple Ignite Energy yeah. Gels um, and then Protein Rebels Replace Protein Powder. Um, pouch to Coach, special discount, CTC15. Get your discounts on those products. There you go. So I hope that answers your question, Morgan. We- this episode is brought to you by Protein Rebel. 
Have you ever suffered with digestion issues during a running event? You're not alone. Research shows that 27% of marathoners and 70% of ultra runners report issues with digestion. The reasons for these gastrointestinal issues are often the complex chemical formulations used in many sports nutrition products. They lead to bloating, cramps, and sometimes the need to run to the toilet. Not what any runner needs. Definitely not. So how can you get over this when the big brands use artificial ingredients? So Protein Rebel has decided to do things differently as their products are 100% natural. They only use short, minimal, natural ingredient lists that reduce the chance of GI issues, so gastrointestinal issues, support your running naturally. Products include Maple Ignite energy gels containing just maple syrup and sea salt, Run Easy Marine Collagen for strengthening joints and ligaments, and replace vegan protein powders. If you are interested in buying any of these products, we have got a special, yes, a special code for you to use. If you go onto their website and it's CTC15 and you will get yourself 15% off. We've got another question from... McApple Manathews. So this gentleman has been listening to the show. He's been in contact with us before. He has just started to vlog his, I think he does a lot of running and also other other aspects. He does vlogging on YouTube. So if you want to go and see him on YouTube, uh, I think it's Kappa Vlogs. So go and check him out. But he asks the question, how long do you start to see the benefits of running mental health benefits? I think that's the question. Just bear me a second. Let me just do that a bit again. That was rubbish. I'm not letting you cut that out. <laughs> I'm not letting you cut that out. As soon, you you, as soon as you start, I'm stitching you up. <laughs> okay, so he asks. Take I'll two. tell you now. This take, is take two. Take two of this question. <laughs> Rob, Rob fluffed his line, so we're coming at you from take two. <laughs> How long 20- does it- <laughs> we're coming at four- <laughs> we're coming from take two on the 29th of June in the future <laughs> take two how long does it take mentally to realize the benefits of running so that's my McCapple Mac- Matthews is a question so I'm a bit confused by that question so how long does it take you mentally to feel the benefits of running as in yeah how how long should like psychologically you feel better after running or yeah. how long should you how long after running should you feel mentally as in mental health better yeah. i don't know where he's coming from slightly i think about, i think a bit of both i think i think with running we've established we talked about it and we talked about it in mental health week awareness week that it does improve people's mental health um definitely just the dopamine increase in your, in in in, in in your brain will increase when you are running and after running because you feel you've achieved something. So that'll be the mental health benefits. Um, but I think we've talked about it again, consistency. If you've got that consistency and you see yourself improving, you see yourself potentially getting faster or you can go further, you can go for longer. Yeah. It doesn't hurt as much. It doesn't ache as much when you get back. That is going to help as well. That mentally is going to help you improve with mm. your running. Yeah. I think in terms of actually physically seeing improvements, it's 
again, running is a very individual sport, so it depends really on your body's ability to recover from the um, stress that you're putting it under mm. and to grow and improve from that stress, which is what running is all about, training. Yeah. It's about putting the body under periods of stress, recovery, stress, recovery, stress, recovery, so that in those recovery periods, the body goes, right, I'm going to get better so that I can handle this stress better yeah. in the future. So I think if you're doing all the right things, so consistently putting yourself through three or four runs a week and consistently putting yourself through a stressful run a week, the body sees the workload and says, right, I'm going to get better. But it's not going to do it if you only do it once. So if you only do one week of that because you've got your running mojo back, all of a sudden you spend a week off, the body's like, well, I don't need to get better because it's not asking me to do that stress any longer mm. so you've got to almost keep it on that cycle of asking it to meet the demands that you place it under yeah. and i think that's very unique in terms of how people train um in terms of actually seeing the improvements any sort of research that you look at will say anywhere between six to eight weeks that you might start seeing some physiological adaptations to your training but that's not to say that you couldn't see anything after three or four weeks physically because it depends where you're starting from. If it's from somewhere that's maybe you've wanted to get running to lose a bit of weight, as soon as you start losing a bit of weight, you'll probably start to feel a bit quicker because you feel mm-hmm. a bit lighter. And you feel better as well mentally you because better. you've started seeing the improvements. So I think it's, it, it's a really good question, but I think it's it's a very unique answer or a very individual answer. And I think it depends really on what your goals are, what your starting position is. But I think if you stick at it, and you're consistent time after time, you will start to see improvements. Yeah. yeah. Physically and mentally. Yeah, and I think it is the consistency. Um, because when people get injured, touch wood, I've never been got to a point of where I've had to stop for a length of time since I've started running. But I can imagine when people get injured, it does have a massive impact on them physically and also psychologically. Because that time where they are running, they obviously enjoy it if they are an avid runner. So it is that enjoyable hobby, and it's a it's a it's a it's a loss of a hobby. So replacing that with something different, so going to the gym potentially and doing something else, so cross training or on the bike or something like that would also help. But like you say, yeah, it's it's individualised, isn't it? So when I started running, I would probably say my mental health is the best it's been for a long, long time. Um, I, f- I can think more clearly. Uh, I, I'm, I'm more positive in my outlook. I'm, I'm, I'm a ten- I tend to be a positive person anyway, but I would st- I would say that that's probably started probably about a month or two after I started running. Yeah. And I started to see the, the benefits of me running. And again, I talk about it a lot. I'm a people person, so the social aspect of running... Uh, the community that you build will also improve mm. and that mental health will improve because of that and mentally you'll start to see the benefits because you've created new friendship groups and new hobbies and trying different things so with like I said with Kappelman he's doing his blogging so he obviously finds a benefit from doing that so it, it opens other avenues as well doesn't it for most people yeah. I mean, one thing that is for sure is that you lose your fitness a lot quicker than you gain it. Oh, yeah. Um, And it can take anywhere from, say, six to eight weeks to see some physical improvements. 
Um, and obviously the mental improvements are a lot quicker than that because actually just after one run, you can obviously often feel a lot better. Yeah. But after as little as 12 days off, you actually could see your fitness quite depleted. This mm. is why if you've ever had that feeling where you've trained really well, but you maybe take two weeks of a holiday and you don't run whilst you're on holiday or everyone does the big thing of I'm going to enjoy Christmas and Christmas yeah. you know, lasts for two weeks, not the 24 hours that it actually lasts for. Yes. You find it really, really difficult to get back. Mm. So I think it's always an idea if you are wanting to take your fitness seriously or you want to take your running seriously. Um, I think it's worth always trying to keep that routine and make those adjustments and even if like next week or now, when I'm on holiday, I'm on holiday now or next yeah. week. Yeah, just say yeah. Now, you're on holiday. I'm four. I'm four <laughs> days into my holiday and I've run three times. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, by the way, I forgot to tell you. Me and you were top of the leaderboard as well this week. <laughs> yeah. um, I've run. I've run four times on holiday. And I've done fifty miles in the last three days. Um, sightseeing. No, I, I do plan to run on holiday. Like, I always yeah. pack my trainers. I always pack a running kit. Where I'm going, I've, we've got a gym. And even though we're on holiday, I know this isn't everyone's cup of tea and you know every couple might think differently but me and Rach plan still every morning we get up one of us will take the girls to the swimming pool or one of us will take the girls to breakfast and the other person will go to the gym and we'll just do that workout because although you're on holiday it's still the mental health side of it oh yeah you know if you know you've got kids it can still be stressful on holiday wondering what you're going to do with the kids all day oh yeah and it's having that time to yourself so yeah. I think it's it's a really good question um but it's it's just it's unique to you know the individual, and I think you've just got to make sure that you're getting yourself that routine really, mm. and trying not to have that you know time off every now and then. Yeah. And he answered, he asked this other question beforehand as well, so I'm going to ask you this as well. So again, came through Instagram. So Kappa Vlogs, so my Kappa Man McAnathews, is a jog. So again. One- Kappa Vlogs, Kappa Man and Matthews or something like that. I can't remember his name. <laughs> Not going to do a take two this time. Is a jog of 1.5, so one and a half miles in 30 minutes acceptable? 30. 30. It's three zero. So what's that a pace of? 15 minute mile? Yeah, something like that. Just over 15 minute mile? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I think it is. I think it is. I think you've again. We, we've said this about the eating. We said this about the mental gains. It's individualised. If you just started to run, and that is what you do, fantastic. You've done I mean, it. You've done it. You've got it out of the way and done it. This is a great thing about running. Like, is it acceptable? Acceptable to who? Mm. Like, who are you answering to? Yeah. Uh, if you're running and you do your first mile and it takes you a 15-minute mile, I can guarantee you now there'll always be someone slower than you. Mm. But that person that's slower than you probably doesn't care because they're out doing mm. their running. And yeah. I think you've just got to look at what it gives you, what it, what gains you've got mm-hmm. um, physically and mentally. We talked about it in the last in the last answer. Like the, the, the mental health gains are far better than the physical gains to some extent. Mm. And if you run 15-minute mile or 16-minute mile, 17-minute mile, it doesn't really matter as long as you feel good at the end of it. Mm. Mm. And you can improve as well. 
and that's the good thing about it is you put that consistency and you do your training if you want to improve and you want to get faster you can do it um and that's then that's the, the the honest answer is you're only you're only going to get better at running if you do the training and you put the effort in yeah but staying at 15 mini miles as well isn't a bad thing either I think you're doing you... more than you're doing more than the person who sat at home yeah. on the couch playing on their Xbox or playing on the PlayStation or watching television, watching Netflix. So you're doing more than them. So you're ultimately winning. I think one of the things that easily happens when people start running for the first time or they start running um, for the first time in a long time is they automatically think, right, what's my pace? How yeah. fast am I running? Yeah. And actually, I think the focus should be far greater than that. It should be on how long can I run for in a week? Like how many days of running can I put together? Yeah. It shouldn't be I'm going to go out for 5K and I'm going to run it in 25 minutes. It should yeah. be, do you know what? I'm going to go out today and I'm going to run for 25 minutes. Mm-hmm. I don't care what the pace is, what distance I cover, and I'm going to do that four times a week, and that should mm-hmm. be the goal. And then maybe in six to eight weeks, you look back and you go, well, actually, do you know what? When I started, I was running at this pace, and now I'm running at this pace. Improvement's been made, and you probably won't even know it's happened. Yeah. Start and that's the thing. That in- consistency goal. It is, and the thing is, it, see people's ego into people go out, and I've had this conversation with people. Uh, people don't want to go out running and run slow mm. because they feel they'll be looked at by other people. I know we've we've covered it on the on the podcast before that they'll feel embarrassed because they're going as slow as they're going, or they feel they're going as slow as they are. Um, but I've just said to people, just ignore them, ignore the people there. I get heckled. I told you a couple of weeks ago, here comes Bigfoot. <laughs> so I get heckled quite a lot. I got a little lad stop me today. What are you running for, mister? And I says, I don't know, honestly. No, I said, I'm just trying to get fit. And he says, oh, right, okay then. Um, but people will ask questions or people will reply. when you said, I'm just trying to get fit? I just He just said, okay then, and carried on his bike. He was on a little bike. Okay. Um, so... People will say things and people will look and people may snigger and sneer. Mm. But at the end of the day, you're only improving your mental health, improving your physical health, getting fitter. And ultimately, you're doing something that you enjoy. And that's the most important thing is if you're doing something that you're out there doing that you enjoy, crack on, do it. Forget about anybody else's opinion. You don't even know him at the end of the day. You don't even half the people that you see or or 90% of the people that you see. You don't know them. You'll probably never see them again. And if you do see them again, they'll probably forget who you are and you'll forget who they are. So let them crack on. Listen so to Silly Tone and crack on. Crack on. Yeah, get on with it. Let's <laughs> get out there and do it. But also, it's, it's true, though. It's, I'm the same. I, I know I am. I, with clothes that I wear, what are people going to think about me? The way that I present myself, the th- whatever, whatever I say. I don't like the I'll, shirt you own tonight. Yeah, I'm too. But if it is, and people are like that, aren't they? People do get self-conscious. There's very few people out there that are that confident in themselves. Well, that appear that confident in themselves. I guarantee they have their own anxieties, their own oh, concerns, yeah. their own hangups totally. about themselves. Totally. So don't worry about that. Get out there, do it, enjoy it, improve your mental health, improve your physical health, and listen to this podcast. And crack on. And crack on. <laughs> Hope that answers your question.
This episode is brought to you in association with the North Staffs Roadrunners Association, proudly supporting roadrunning in North Staffordshire since 1974. And I've got one question. Mini athletics. What's it all about? Mini athletics. Um, yeah. As in what's it in general? So I suppose, yeah, so tell the listeners and tell, I know, I know a little bit about it, but tell me uh, what it is, what you're doing with it, and anything that you want the listeners to know about. Yeah, so I think um, in all honesty, I've probably always wanted to do something in sport ever since i left school i've always probably wanted to do something in sport um and whether that be coaching people which i now do or whether that be i don't know playing sport um and i i've always looked at sport as a good way of spending time um whether that be on my own with my running or whether that be with my family like me and rach um met through a, a love of running um and then obviously when we had the girls who are now two and four um we wanted to try and get them into sports as well um so basically uh, long story short when i started my running coaching business uh, a couple of years ago now it was always seen as a way out of of my office job mm-hmm. um and my office job um was you know it was it was good i'd been there sort of what, 13 years, I was not as passionate about it as what I was about my running. Mm. And I just thought to myself, right, I need to look at something different. But the running coaching on its own was probably never going to be that avenue. So I was looking at alternatives and I actually stumbled across, quite literally stumbled across mini athletics. Um, back in January, I went to the running show at the NEC. Um, I think you were going to go, but it didn't come. Yeah, yes, I can't remember yeah, I can't remember. I did something different. Yeah, I was going to come, but and I, know, running... I know what he was. It was um, my oldest birthday. Bradford's there we birthday. go. Yeah. So the running show, if you've never been, you can often bag free tickets to the running show, and it's a really, mm. really good event. Um, they have guest speakers on. They have uh, brands doing ex- exhibitions. Ex- exhibitions? Yeah. Yeah. Is that the word? Exhibitions, um, yeah. And exhibits. And they have different things that you can go and take part in. And one of those things was mini athletics. Um, we took the girls to the running show and it's never fair just to drag them around the hall and shop. So we looked at things we could do to break up the day. And actually, when we were there, we spent a good four or five hours there. And we spent two of those hours at mini athletics, basically letting the girls take part in these classes. Um, and mini athletics is absolutely fantastic. They're, they're classes for children aged uh, walking, so anywhere from sort of one year's, 18 months-ish to two. Um, and then they go from little, little um, the uh, teenies, which is the one to two-year-olds, and then it goes through to the diddies, the littles and the minis up to their eighth birthday. And it's a way of getting children into sport, particularly athletics, developing things like their confidence, their social skills, because the classes are done with uh, groups of children um, it helps with all the things that were taught us in coaching balance coordination um, and 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 looking at agility in the classes because there's a lot of running jumping throwing all that sort of stuff and Amelia my eldest absolutely loved the class um, she is 
I wouldn't say terrible, but she's very shy when it comes mm. to other classes like um like singing classes and dancing. Well Amelia classes. was the one that you took to part run, wasn't she? And she didn't really Yeah, she she didn't finish the part run, she did no. two hundred metres and couldn't cope with the thing. The the the, yeah. the running round a, a lap essentially. Yeah. because um, as the other kids pull away from her and she's left slowest, she's she couldn't handle that. Um no. So with mini athletics, it's basically using a, a mix of imagination um, to play games, but the games are fundamentals of athletics. So it's running, jumping, throwing. Um, and we just thought, you know what, we need Amelia to do this class regularly. Um, mm. But at the time, where we live, you had to go 30 minutes one direction and 30 minutes in the other direction to get the class. Yeah. Um, and that literally led to me speaking to who... Uh, a guy at the at the uh at the at the running show um called Kirk uh, Kirk Bowyer and he's the co-founder of Mini Athletics I didn't know this at the time um and we reached out on Instagram and basically from January to now uh, well January to March when we actually started it I gave up the full-time job yeah. um Rachel gave up her part-time job and we're fully immersed in the world of Mini Athletics setting up this business in the local area um and we're now running athletics classes for children um in uh, public places parks church halls um we've got i think it's around about eight public classes or public venues and each of yeah. those venues has different classes on on each morning um we're in schools doing after school clubs um we're in nurseries in childcare settings, teaching little children athletics using imagination. Um, you're called, aren't you called Imagineers? Amazing ears. Oh, amazing ears. Amazing ears. Uh, so it's a play on the word amazing and engineer. So we, yeah, uh, we yeah. engineer amazing. Um, so all our coaching is done through the imagination of the game itself. So we have different themes. So one week we might be doing beach week, superhero week. Um, we might be doing mythical week where we're doing things like building uh, rainbows out of cones, but the children are picking up the cones and running from one end, end of the hall to the other. They're yeah. working together as teams to do the following of the instructions. And we've seen some amazing results. We've seen children really come out of their shell in terms of their confidence. And it's great this time of year because in September, a lot of children... You know, around the age of, that Amelia is, you know, four and five are starting school and they've yeah. never been in classes before. They've never had to follow instructions from anyone other than their parents or their family. So it's a really good way of getting your children used to sport, growing them in confidence, socially, following uh, instructions from other people, meeting new people. It's great for the parents to socialise with other parents as well at the classes. And it's all in the name of athletics. Um and it's we're, we're absolutely loving it because we started off just want to try to get our children into sport uh, and and get them growing. But we've seen the best part of about three hundred kids um, since we launched the classes live in April, mm -hmm. um, and we've had a really good start. And yeah, we we couldn't be prouder of the um, the classes that we've got going on um, and the the results that we're getting and the, the reviews that we're getting from some of the parents. So we're on Instagram as um, South Mini Athletics underscore South Birmingham, um, and you can go and check out our, our posts on there, and you'll see some of the great work that we're doing. Um, so we'd appreciate a follow, but have a look at miniathletics.com um, in your local areas because they are set up all over the country. 
Um, you can take your children to the classes. They're also in the UAE, uh, Ireland, and America, oh. which has just been launched. So it's oh. a it's a great alternative to the standard sports classes, which yeah. are a spotlight on children for their ability to kick a ball, or yeah. to be physical, um, yeah. because it is done in a non-contact sport, and it's it's all about fun and enjoyment for imagination. Yeah, yeah, it builds confidence as well. Clearly, we had a we had a little lad that came to one of our classes. I won't talk about it for too long, but he came to one of the classes about seven weeks ago, uh, six or seven weeks ago, one of our first classes, and he was carried into the class by his mum. Mm. He was basically a COVID child, mm. didn't have any sort of interaction with people, had quite yeah. severe social anxiety, and you yeah. can see this review on our Instagram page. Um, and she left us a lovely review, basically saying that his confidence has grown. He's no longer really sort of suffering with social anxiety in groups of the children in the class. He's now one of the most confident kids in the class. Um, cool. And he's he's moving to Northampton in a couple of uh, in a couple of weeks and he's not going to be able to come to the class and his mum's absolutely devastated mm-hmm. because there isn't anything in that area. Um, but it does do great stuff for the children. Um, so check it out. So, yeah, so if you have got any questions, aim them at Ben. Uh, so miniathletics underscore South... Uh, South Birmingham on, yeah. the, on on Instagram. We're going to get Kirk on, hopefully, aren't we? We're going to get him onto the show, maybe. Yeah, I'm going to try and ask him if he'll come on. Um, it, he's really passionate, and he's passionate like me and Rachel are and all the other franchisees of Mini Athletics is a franchise about getting children active. Um, yeah. Athletics is so underrepresented in sports, yeah. uh, in schools, sorry. Um, they focus on the same things that they all follow football rugby cricket basketball hockey but athletics is so underrepresented and i think it needs to be given more space and more time and i think the starting point for that is to get people just doing athletics but at this point in time not knowing they're doing athletics and that's what mini Mm -hmm. athletics is about it's about using the imagination to get people just running get children running and having having fun fun. because there's so much pressure in sport for young children and it's not really fair because if you have such a bad experience at an early age like your experiences of running around Mm -hmm. a field as a child yeah it's more of a punishment yeah and that's probably why you didn't run until however many years ago like not quite recently so yeah it's about yeah about three four years three years ago proper because in your mind it was a punishment yeah driven into you from school so i think there needs to be more done and that's what we're trying to do we're trying to improve um children's relationships with sport from a very early age just to get them having fun and enjoying the basics but that then can cross reference to the big to the sports that we talked about so football cricket football uh, rugby so the stuff that you do in there so the running the catching yeah, the throwing can translate as well. So if the, if the child then decides that, okay, then I don't want to go down the route of doing athletics, but I want to do cricket or I want to do hockey, well, this is a good that thing. gives them a good like, standing. If you look at athletics on the TV, like the Olympics, you look at all the things they do, the disciplines, the javelin, um, you look at discus, you look at running, all of the things that you see in track and field in athletics, they're all skills which if you develop at an early age, they can be transferred into other sports. Yeah. Throwing, rugby, running, yeah. any of the sports really, catching, yeah. cricket, yeah. they all are transferable skills. And I think it should be a starting point really for children is just to enjoy sport and yeah. and get that confidence because that confidence, once it's instilled, can be transferred to any of the sports that they choose to go on to. 
Yeah, definitely, definitely. I'm all for that. And like I say, we haven't got anything around here, many athletics-wise, but getting Arthur into sport and taking into part running things like I talked about, I think it's, like I say, builds their confidence, their social, their social skills, um, the physical skills as well. So, yeah, I mean, it's probably. amazing because you say part run. I mean, Amelia did that first part run uh, on her birthday and she hated it. She got 200 metres. All the other kids pulled away and she wanted to be picked up by Rachel because she felt like she was getting left behind. And mm. children suffer with that anxiety as well, like adults do. We answered that question yeah. a second ago. But in the time that she's been doing mini athletics, she's actually completed one of her first races at a big run-through event. She did the fun yeah. run. Um, and she finished it with a smile on her face, holding yeah. Rachel's hand, crossing the finish line. She didn't get picked up once. And yeah. I genuinely believe that comes from mini athletics. That comes from the confidence that she has developed in those classes because each class ends with some little fun races, only a few metres across one side of the hall to the other. But she understands that it's more about the taking part now than it is the pace and the speed. And adults can learn a lot from that. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. All good. I think if you've got any more questions about mini athletics, like I say, direct them towards uh, mini athletics underscore South Birmingham, or you can reach out to us on the Couch to Coach yeah. Instagram uh, email because Ben can pick them up that way as well. So if you've got any more questions about your local area, he can point you in the right direction. Yeah, or if you want around Birmingham. Yeah, if, or... if you are interested in it, um, you don't have to just be living in the Birmingham area. Um, I can contact any of the franchisees in the local area across the country. Um, and in Ireland, if you're listening from Ireland. Um, and it's, again, hopefully something we'll try and do is another episode on. Uh, just talking yeah. not generally about mini athletics, but Kirk, the co-founder, would be a good guest for us. But I think mm. something needs to be done about the uh, the health of our children in this country. And I think starting with athletics and sport in general is a good thing. So I think it'll make a good future episode for us. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Sounds good. Sounds good. Lovely. Let's... Uh... I'll let you enjoy your rest of your holiday. I'm off to um, I'm off to go and get a cocktail by the pool, <laughs> um, and then I'm going to go and get dressed for dinner. Yeah, very nice. Very nice. I think we've oh, got yeah. some children's entertainment on tonight. Hopefully, oh, yeah. so I, can, I can have a few bevies. Well, <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you everybody for listening. Like I say, a bit of a different episode this week. We will be back to normal next week. Um, this week or next week? Next next week. I think next week. I'm not going to confuse anymore. Anybody. Next week? Anymore. Yeah, next week. So if you've got any questions, let us know. We are now obsolete with questions. We've got no questions left, so we need more questions. So if you've got any questions, oh, I keep saying questions. It's, I'm it's going to stop threat. saying questions. I know. And it's not a threat. I'm just going to say keep question, questions. Bro. It's a subliminal message. If I keep saying questions, people will send questions. And the more questions we get, the more answers you'll get. So let us know your questions. I'm going to shut up now. I've got one Anyways. quick question for you. Go on. One word answer. Go Is on. Declan Rice going to Man City or Arsenal? Man City. Sorry, Dave. And on that note, <laughs> we said it again. On that note, we'll see you all later. See you later. Uh-huh.